Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Today, we are continuing our new series titled, Be Strong in the Lord. Be Strong in the Lord. This is part two. We started last week. Let's look at Ephesians. Chapter 6, verse 10, in our review. Eventually, we're going to go down to about the 17th or 18th verse of chapter 6. We're starting in verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And we broke that down last week. And in just for, in a review, it's something that we must be. We said that we must be strong in the Lord. Be strong. You have to be before you do. Be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. And we said the only way you can do that, we said, was that we must be strong in the word of God. Because without being strong in the word of God, we're not going to be strong in the Lord because he is the word. That's what we went through in detail last week. Now we want to go to the 11th verse today. And we might go a little bit further, but the 11th verse, we'll start there. Put on. Now, today we're talking about what we must do as Christians. What must we do as Christians? We talked about be. Yes, we want to be strong in the Lord. Yes, we want to be strong in the Word. We want to be that. But what must we do? Well, one of the things it tells us, it starts off with, because he answers that question. And I'm so... uh so excited all the time when I read the word because God does not tell us something that we must do without telling us how we must do it. And that's, that's just how loving Father is. That's how our parents were. They told us something that we must do, but they showed us how to do it. They told us how to do it. They demonstrated how to do it. And that's what God is saying here when we're talking about uh, being strong in the Lord and the strength of his might. Then he tells us, put on. Put on. Now, when we say put on, that, that's something that, that we must do. We must put it on. Whatever he's telling us to put on, let's put it on. And I said, okay, God, 
you're telling us to put on something. And I want to know, then, if I'm going to put it on, how do I put this on? Because we know that it's an illustration. We know that he's, he's telling us some things. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So he told us what we must do. I want to know how do I put this on. I picture because I, I, I just love uh, the olden pictures that we will see of knights. And that's why I have a round table in my office uh, so that uh, the knights, we can meet around the round table because I saw it on TV. <laughs> Nights around the round table. Oh, St. Lancelot and all this. I said, I said, man, that, that's good. And I saw one when whenever I was shopping, I said, oh, that's it, that's it. Oh, that's it. I got to have that. That round table there. Uh, and somebody purchased it for me. But uh, uh, not the church, but somebody purchased it for me. That, that was good. And, and I said, well, a knight, a knight, a knight has armor. A knight, I, I, I've seen pictures of it. A knight has a helmet on. A knight has, you know, this, you know, armor on in his chest and has all this stuff on. And when we read the Bible, we see that that um, Goliath was a warrior from his youth. Is that correct? He's a warrior from his youth. But he had armor also. Offenses and defenses. And so God is telling us that I want you to put this arm on because a warrior does not even entertain the thought of going into battle without armor on, without protection, without an offensive weapon or offensive weapons. A warrior wouldn't think about that. So God has given us a a picture here, a word picture, when he said put on the, the armor, he's telling us to, that we, we have to have this thing. We have to have this thing. Now, we know that, of course, in the scripture, we know that David uh, saw wanted to, to, to put uh, his armor on David, but his armor didn't fit. David was not used to that armor. And so he said, I can't, I can't go out and fight with this thing. This thing is... It's just too much for me. It's too heavy. It's too, I can't do this. I'm going to take what I'm used to. And so he just took his little sling and took some rocks and stuff like that. And God did the rest. So we know that, that Goliath has some armor on, though. He has some armor. But too bad he didn't have some armor on when that rock hit. Because that rock hit him. And, and, and that rock took him out. So... We have to have the whole armor of God on. The whole armor. The, and, and, the, and the Greek would say the full armor. Offensively and defensively, we must have this full armor on. And it says that so that, 
And I, I like that because he's telling me, you know, your, your children ask you sometimes, why do I have to do that? Why do I have to ask that? Why, why? And, and, you know, children don't take answers like they used to because I said so. They don't take that. They, they want you to explain to them why they have to do that. God knows how we are, so he, he tells us already. So that. Now, what happens if God says, I want you to put this arm on. Put the arm on. And you say, hmm, I don't want to wear the armor. I don't want to put on no armor. I just don't want to do it. Well, we know that when he says so that, you can forget to so that. Because if you don't have it on, you're not going to be equipped for battle. So we must put this armor on. And he didn't say, and I'm very thankful he did not say, he didn't say that I want you to be strong in the Lord and the strength of my might. I'm going to put my whole armor on you. I'm going to do that for you. Wouldn't that been great that he would say, I'm going to put this armor on you. You don't have to worry about every time you uh, wake up, you're going to have this armor on. Matter of fact, every time you go to bed, you're going to have this armor on. You're not going, you're not going to have not one waking minute, not one sleeping minute without the armor. And I like what uh, Baker said, you know, you, you have a, you go to sleep, you know, and um, she likes to read before she goes to sleep. Uh, but I tell you what, uh, you better wear your armor to bed. You have to wear your armor to bed. And we wouldn't think of that if, in fact, he was talking naturally. If he was talking about natural armor because you can't sleep on a helmet, you know, you're not going to sleep with a breastplate. You're not going to sleep with all this stuff on. You're not going to do that. But with his armor, you can because his armor is a spiritual armor. It's in the spiritual realm. So even though he gives us a word picture here describing what we need to do, don't think of it in the natural. There's no way you're going to have God's armor on in the natural. You can't put it on. No way you're going to put it on. You have to you have to have it in the spirit realm. And when he says that, so that you will be able to, that able to is a a, a word like dunamis. And we've heard dunamis before. We've heard power before. In, in the Greek word, dunamis, we, we've heard that. And that means when you're able to, that means that you have the full ability. You have the strength. You have the power. So God is telling you, my armor, my full armor that I want you to put on, not only is it spiritual, but it's also powerful. It is powerful. And nothing's going to be able to harm you if you have the full armor of God on is dunamis, is powerful. And then it says, so that you may be able to stand, 
stand. Now, stand is like, um, it's, it's actually stand firm, but if stand is like, um, the Greek word is like histema. And those who are uh, probably nurses, in here we have, we have some nurses, a retired nurse and a present nurse and uh, still working now. And I have heard of antihistamines before. I've heard that word. I don't know what they are, but I heard, that, heard the word before. And uh, I know that they they supposed to, because I looked it up. I, I mean, I looked up the thing and, and Google. I Google. What was what, 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 histamine? What's all this stuff? Uh, because anti is against, and and so it's it's used to fight against things. I guess that's, is that is that right? Uh, where are my nurses? Is that they're right. Antihistamine it stands against something. Okay, um, and and God is saying that that. I want you to put on this whole armor so that you'll be able to stand firm. And that stand firm is to me. That, that, that means you're going to stand against. God wants us to stand, stand firm. Stand firm. Our feet planted against the schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil. The schemes of the devil are, are it's like a, a method. Uh, scheme is like a methodia, the Greek word, and, and it, it's like a, a method, our English word, method. The devil has methods that he uses, systematically uses. It, it's nothing new under the sun. He has been using this ever since there was a man and a woman on this earth. Ever since Adam and Eve, he came at them with the same methods that he's coming against us with. He doesn't change. He just wraps it a little bit different. He just he'll just use he has his arsenal, uh his bag full of tricks and he's his schemes, they they're like uh, he has false accusations. He he just has all these weapons because they these spiritual wicked uh things that we'll get into later they watch us. They want to see what our weaknesses are. They'll see, hey, I wonder where they go for this. Let me see. They'll throw something out there and see whether you'll go for it, just like we do, uh, or at least like some people do that like to do it, uh, fish. They have different baits, and it depends upon the fish. And they might change the bait during the doing their fishing experience time there uh, to see wh- where they'll bite. If they won't bite this, maybe they'll bite this. You know? And he does the same thing with us. He's going to see what we're going to fall for. And so he watches us. He, watch, he watches uh, uh, what you do all the time, what I do all the time, what I like to watch, what I don't like to watch. He, 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 what, how, what did I talk about? He watches everything because they watch everything, and they have this uh, strategy session and say, okay, how can we come against uh, Joe Blow over here, Susie Q? How can we come against them? Oh, I know what, well, I know they, they're going to fall for this right here. I don't want to fall into the schemes of the devil. I don't want him to have advantage, not one single minute. 
neither does God. So God tells us, I want you to have on my full armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all his schemes, all his stratagems, all his methodia. I want you to stand strong against him because he's going to try to take you out. He's going to try to uh, cause you to not be effective in the warfare because uh, this, this whole area here tells us that if I need armor, obviously I'm in a warfare. Obviously I have an enemy. And Goliath or nobody else don't, don't need anything if you're going to be sitting at home doing nothing. If you're going to be sitting out uh, getting a suntan. It doesn't, it, you don't need all this. But, but see, if you're going to have an enemy, which we do have, and if you don't know we have an enemy called Satan, the devil, principality of the power, if you don't know that, you would know it in, 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 in shortly because we are talking about warfare. We're talking about a spiritual warfare. And God says, you're going to have to stand firm because he's going to try to, um, he's going to try to disengage you. He's going to try to slander you. He's going to try to uh, slander me. He's going to try to do all these things. Because isn't that what he did with the first woman and man? Didn't he come against God? Didn't he try to accuse God? He's the accuser. What did he ask? What did he tell Eve? What, did he ask her a question? What was the question? Have God said? Have God said? Well, he knew what God said. You know, have God said? And if you don't have the right answer, suppose he asked you that. Has God said this right here? And you say, well, God said that. And he'll say, no, he didn't say that. He really didn't mean that because you don't have to do that. He's going to do the same thing. Did Eve fall for it? Did Eve fall for it? Yes. And, of course, so did Adam fall for it. We're not going to fall for it, are we? We're not going to fall for it. He can tell you something, anything. And see, if you don't, if, he's watching you now. He's watching you. He, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. See, he'll tell you, hey, uh, your boss is really uh, not reasonable. You don't have to do everything that, that man or woman say. You don't have to do what, what, what your boss says. You know, just act like you're going to do it, but don't do it. You're not going to fall for that crazy stuff, are you? <laughs> you're not going to fall for it because you know what God has said. See, if, if God has said that all authority is from him and he wants you to submit to authority, not just those who are reasonable, but those who are uh, unreasonable, he wants you to submit to those also, then if that's in the word, then then we're not going to fall for the enemy saying, no, God didn't say that. If you can, he didn't say that you can't do that. You can, you can either, he just doesn't want you to be wise as he is. That's what it was, what it is. You don't want to fall for those type of things because that's what he's going to do. I guarantee you, uh, he's already doing it, has done it, and has many tricks. And we have to know <clears throat> what is in this Bible because God says that he doesn't want us ignorant, ignorant of Satan's devices. 
We need to know his strategies. We need to know them. Because if you don't know the person's strategy, you, you won't be ready for it. So I said, we're going to do that. We're going to do that. We're going to do it. Now, let's go to another uh, verse here. And let's go to Romans. Let's go to chapter 13 in Romans. Starting verse 11. Let's go there. God is so good. He is so good. Today, this series that I'm doing on being strong in the Lord, this series is so important because you do not want to be a weak Christian. You don't want to be a weak Christian. God has not planned it. He's planned, planned victory for us because he's already won the victory. He's already overcome the evil one. And so we're supposed to be overcomers just like he is overcoming. He's overcoming. Verse 11, let's start there. Do this. Oh, here's another do. We need to be understanding what we're supposed to do. Do this. Knowing the time that it is already the hour. My goodness gracious. Knowing the time. Do we know the time? It is already the hour for you to awake from sleep. For now salvation is nearer to us than when we believed. Hmm. He's talking about the final, the final thing. We know we'll save. We know we'll, but it's a, it's a process and, and finally it's going to be done on this earth. We'll be with him. And he said that, that, that final salvation is nearer than we thought. It, it, it's nearer. It says in verse 12, the night is almost gone. So here's another visual picture because it's talking about something in the natural, but it's not natural. It's, he's talking spiritual now. He says the night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, since the night's almost gone, darkness almost gone, and the light is near, therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on. See, there's another put on the armor of light. Now, we said over in, the, in, in Ephesians, we're talking about the put on the armor of God, the full armor of God. This tells us that put on the armor of light. So it's another visual picture because he's saying that darkness is like evil, see? Darkness, Satan is in the darkness. Satan is, 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 is he's the prince of darkness. He, he, with God, there is no darkness. No darkness at all. None, 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 none in him. No shadow of turning, no darkness. So he's saying that the, 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 the darkness is almost gone. Meaning that Satan, his time is almost up. And see, sometimes we don't think about that because 
we have been living our life, how many ever, how many ever years we've been living, you know, 13, 14, 15, 25, 35, 65, 75, 85, 95, how many ever years we've been living. See, we've been living, and we say, hey, this is, um, <clears throat> praise God, this thing will go on and on and on. No telling when Jesus might come back. And Satan say he's never going to come back. He just told you that he's coming back. He ain't coming back. He's not coming back for you. I guarantee you that. See, you don't listen to that stuff because the scripture says that, hey, night is, 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 is almost gone. And the day is, 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 is ahead, right here, ahead of us, see? So, therefore, I want you to put off all these deeds of darkness, and I want you to put on the armor of light. Who is light? God, Jesus Christ. He's light. He's like, you're not going to need any sun when we get to heaven. You're not going to need any sun because in the New Jerusalem, it's gonna, he's going to be the sun. He's going to be the light. We're not, not going to need that. So he's to put on the armor of light. It says that, 13, let us behave properly as in the day. See, most, most evil is done, at least it used to be, at night. Now people do things in broad daylight. You know, you know Satan, he's getting, he, he's getting bold. He wants to do things in broad daylight. But see, it's telling us that, that see, still most evil things are done at night behind closed doors where nobody can see. Nobody want to, want to, want to uh, go in a police station and start stealing something. You don't want to do stuff like that because, you, you know, you're going to get caught, you, you know, right there. So... Uh, we want to do things in the darkness where people can't see us. He says that, no, no, I want you to put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in a day. Not in carousing and drunkenness. Uh, not in sexual promiscu- uh, promiscuous promiscuity. There you go. I got it. I'm getting it. Uh, and sensuality, not in strife. Now he's, getting, now he's getting close here. Not in strife and jealousy. See, all these things, uh, disagreements, come on, raising our voice at somebody, come on. See, he didn't name everything. He didn't name everything. Some of these things, you you wouldn't say, oh man, I don't, I'm, I'm not a drunkard. I'm not, I don't do all this type of thing. I don't do this right here. And and uh, uh, but see, he started naming some things that started getting close here. No, I don't want you. I don't want you having all these disagreements. I'm, I'm a I'm a god of peace. And you say, well, I can have peace with this person if they'll do what I think they ought to be doing. But no, you don't have to pieces. You have to have peace that passes all understanding. Uh, you have to have peace that God gives. And because he's already given peace, not as the world gives. So we have to have this type of peace regardless of our situation. We have to have this kind of peace. And it says that we're not going to be uh, all this sexual stuff, all this arguing, all this talking about folks. Uh-oh, I didn't say that. Did I? That's not in there. But, but, we, but we do know, come on now, we do know that God doesn't want us talking about people because it's in the scripture. It's in the scripture. He said, thank the best of everybody. Thank the best of them. 
Is it in there? It's in there. It's in there. So we don't want to be talking about people and all that kind of stuff, uh, uh, putting people down. He wants to encourage one another uh, daily because the day is drawing near that he's going to come back. We don't want to do that. Then in verse 14 he says, But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Woo! And make no provision for the flesh in regard to his lust. Make no provision. Don't even make provision for it. Don't make provision for it. You say, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get in the flesh. Well, see, sometimes some of the things we watch is making provision for the flesh. God says make no provision for it. Come on. Make no provision for it. Sometimes we can avoid things by not making provision for it. Uh, let me give you a, 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 just a little simple example is that sometimes... Uh, those who are married and those who have been around married people, uh, see, yeah, because everybody has, because uh, uh, we've been around people. Sometimes somebody say, and even if you haven't been in, just in the church, if you've been in the church long enough, it's happened. I can guarantee you that. Uh, somebody said, well, look, uh, you need to be uh, not doing this right here because this right here is not good to do. You need to do this over here, not this over here. And instead of saying, yeah, well, you're right, I shouldn't, you know, forgive me for doing that, we'll say, well, you shouldn't be doing this over here. I'm not just over here either. Why are you just getting on me? You know, you have just made provision for the flesh. Because you know what, what, what this person going to say. I was talking about this over here. Now you try to bring up this. You just want to start an argument. Every time I can't talk to you and just go out the room, slam the door. You just made provision for the flesh instead of just taking it like a man, a spiritual man, not a man in the flesh. You want to start an argument. You say, I won't try to start no argument. Yes, you were. You made provision for the flesh because you should have said nothing. You should have zipped your mouth up and said nothing. You say, yeah, but she, she said this or he said this or they said this. No, that's okay. Just because they said something, that doesn't mean you have to say it. I have to put them in their place, though. I'm not going to get walked over, you know, like I'm a mat or something. You are making provision for the flesh. Now, I know, see, we got liberal students in here and got, got young people in here. They, they never experienced anything like this because, see, they, 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 they haven't been married yet and things like that. They haven't seen much. They're young, you know. Uh, but I guarantee they have. I guarantee if they've been in high school, you've seen it all. Come on. Am I right? You've seen it all. you heard it all. If you've been in a household, you've heard it all. We, we have people that were like me watching other Christians and saying, 
if that's what a Christian is like, I don't want to be one. And you have people that watch you. And that's what I used to do when I was teaching. I would watch the people that, that they, you know, I knew what they were doing because I, I, I see, and I went on, on trips with them and stuff like that, and I hear them talking and stuff, uh, and I knew some of them were married and stuff like that, and, and doing these things, talking about these things. I said, and they go to church on Sunday. If that's what it is, I don't need to go to church to be like that. I'm better than they are without going to church. And, and see, the enemy, I didn't know the enemy was already sabotaging me and, and, and trying to get me to, with his schemes, by looking at somebody else. And after I got in the, in, in, in the church and found out what the word says, I don't now compare myself to myself because we are all one. And so me comparing myself to you, Joe Blow, another pastor, anybody, it's no need for me to do that because God says don't compare yourself to yourself because that's unwise. See, so the enemy can't get that, get, get me in that, that way now because I know what the word, word of God says. But now just because I know it don't mean I'm going to do it. Right? Just because I know that I'm not supposed to talk about people don't mean I don't talk about somebody. Is that right? Yeah, you see. Just because I know them not make provision for my flesh, that doesn't mean I do it. Because God sees what we all do at night when everybody go to bed and we're on the computer. Everybody see, God sees it. All angels, the, the angels of darkness see it, the angels of light see it, everybody see it. And, and just because your mate doesn't see it, just because your children don't see it, doesn't mean that God doesn't see it. Doesn't mean that Satan and demonic influences don't see it. So I'm trying to I'm trying to help us today not to make provision for the flesh because we have to put on the armor of light. We have to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And putting on the Lord Jesus Christ uh, is just like putting on everything that Jesus did when he walked the earth. That's what it is. Putting on Jesus, because our life is hid with Christ in God, the scripture says. So if our life is hid with Christ in God, that means we're supposed to be doing only what God is doing. We're supposed to be led by the spirit and not by the flesh. And that takes practice. So that brings me to my close today, is that what God's had me do, and I started last week, is letting you know that is that, you remember, we said that um, in order to be changed from a caterpillar into a butterfly, those who are here, you, you, you know that message, and you can go back and, and li- uh, uh, listen to it. Uh, but that, that caterpillar had to get in the right place that God has made provision for that caterpillar to get in so that he can do a, a miracle work and transform that caterpillar into a what? Butterfly. Okay? Uh, so, and I said that we have to get in the right place. And let's, let's end with this scripture in 2 uh, Corinthians uh, 3, 18. Uh, this is one of the scriptures that we use, the foundation scripture, doing that, that verse and doing that teaching. It says, but we... All, 
with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord the Spirit. And we said that we have to take this Bible, your iPad, your phone, whatever you use, well, we have to put this word before us and we are looking at it because we know that the word of God, we said last week, Jesus and the word are what? One, right? He's the word. And so we're putting Jesus before us and we're beholding him. And as we behold his glory, we said we are being changed supernaturally, supernaturally from glory to glory. So that's what we're going to do um, by the grace of God. He said, I want you to give him a jump start. You remember I said that last week. Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to take 70, 70 days beholding the glory of God. 70 days. We want to start this week praying to ask God, well, what, um, what do you want me to behold, God? What do you want me to work on? What do you want me to see? Because all of you probably are in a, somewhere in, in the scripture. Some people in, in Revelations, you know, like my wife said in, in Revelations, uh, she likes that. And, and I have to get in, in, in some area that I'm not teaching because otherwise I will be not beholding in the mirror his glory because only time I get in the word is, is when I'm doing a message. That is not scripture, okay? For pastors, that is no-no. You have to get in the word of God just like everybody else. Not for a message, but be, to be changed from glory to glory. So um, I said, I'm, 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 I'm going to start in, I started in Genesis, and I went to the next verse. Then I said, well, I want to go to, I want to go to um, Proverbs. Because I, I, I like Proverbs. I used to do that. A proverb a day, every day of the, of the, of the month. And I keep doing it month out of month so I get Proverbs in me. Well, Proverbs is good. So I'm in Proverbs uh, for my, for my uh, mirror time. But I'm also uh, all over the place in other times also. Uh, but what I want to do is behold the glory of God. I know what God is working on me. In I know that, and so I want to behold His glory because I want to be supernaturally changed. That's what I want to do. What are you going to do? Take this week and, and ask God, because uh, even though Minerva's in Re- Revelation, she has to also, uh, you know, ask God what does He want her to be in? Because just because she wants to be in something, doesn't mean He wants her to be in something, because. Sometimes we don't know we need to be changed in an area. You see, he knows what area you need to be changed in. And you're thinking that, hey, uh, I, don't, I don't read the whole Bible. I, I, you know, I'm in the Word. Ask God. Because if we don't, we are not being what he has told us to do. We're supposed to seek him. Now, aren't we? Seek him always. Okay, so... so I'm doing that. I got to do that too. Okay, now, what we want to do is behold the glory of God, and we're going to do it for 70 days. 70 days will be up 
New Year's Eve. So we're talking about three months. New Year's Eve. And uh, it's more than 70 days between now and New Year's Eve. But if we count five out of seven, that's what my mentor teaches his, his congregation. I want you to be in the Word five out of seven days. You can be in it every day, six out of seven, seven out of seven, that's fine. But uh, try to make sure you're in it five out of seven. That gives us a little grace, doesn't it? It gives us a little grace, grace just in case, uh, you know, you want to uh, go swimming, you know, just in case you want to go biking, just in case you want to uh, go to a game and stuff like that. Because I know sometimes, sometimes we get busy, we go to work, we come home, and, and then we got to go out and uh, children's soccer game, whatever we got to do. Then we come back home, we got to cook there, then we got to get dressed, we got for bed, then we got to get in the bed, got to say our prayers, and, 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 and then it's gone. But that can happen every day. It can happen every day. God says, uh-uh. I want you to, you and the congregation, 40 days. Give me 40 days and, and, and uh, in this word, and it's going to give some people a jump start. There's some people in the word every day. But that's okay. There's, there are a lot of people not in the word every day. So, see, I, I, might, be, I might be talking to the wrong congregation. See, I, I don't know. But, see, I think I hear from God. I think I hear from, and I think I've heard from him on this area that everybody in here is not in the word every single day. Everybody is not beholding this thing, trying to, 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 to uh, see the glory of God so it can change them from a caterpillar into a butterfly. And see, some people are not there. And, and those that's not there, it's okay. We're all going to be there with you. And you've seen on, on TV sometimes they say, well, okay, those you are not saved, we're going to all say the sinner's prayer. We're going to all say it so that nobody knows that you're saying it by yourself. See, we're all going to get in this word 70 days, and we're all going to encourage one another daily, okay? So I might come up to you, hey, how you doing? What you getting in the word of God? I'm not going to do it, uh, but I might do it. But I'm not going to do it because I used to do that, and, and when I used to do it, people would get irritated and didn't want to didn't want to didn't want to be around me because <laughs> because I I always want to ask them a spiritual question and especially about the Word of God and because uh, I knew someone wanted in the Word and see that that's not good. See, I was I was I was not good uh, when I was growing up. I was not good when I had grown up. I was not good after I got saved. And I'm still trying to get where God wants me to get. And I, I found out there's nothing good. No, not one. Have y'all found it out? Uh, but by the grace of God, I'm going to try to uh, get, behold the glory of God and be changed in his glory. Now, now, if you, now you say, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because I just don't want to. You don't tell me what to do. I do it when I want to do it. No, 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 no. Uh, Satan is, 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 that's Satan's talk, okay? Don't, don't fall into that mess because what he'll do is try to get you to be unscriptural, okay? That's what, that's what he's trying to get you to do. And, and it's a scripture that tells us, um, uh, it's in Hebrews, it's in chapter, it's in chapter 13, and, um, uh, let me read it to you just so, so you know. You say, well, 
I thought you were going to finish on But look, just, just cool it. Okay? Um, in, in, in Hebrews 13, it says, this is not in my notes, um, but it says here in verse 17. Listen to it now. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they keep watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them, let them do this with joy, joy, okay, and not with grief, for this would not be profitable to you, for you. Y'all didn't know that was in the scripture, did you? I know, I know it's probably not in yours because you probably took it out. Okay. Uh, but, but let me tell you, let me tell you, um, honestly, I don't sit around and try to think of something to do that y'all can't do. That's ridiculous. I want because I have to do it. I have to be, everything I ask you to do, I have to do it. And so, uh, I'm telling you what God wants us. He wants us to be strong in Him, in the strength of His, his strength. He wants us to put on His old armor. And you'll find out as you go along uh, in this thing, you're going to find out this spiritual armor, what it is. You're going to find out what it is. And you're going to find out that, my God, all the armor is the word of God. He wants us to have it on, okay? Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.